Edmonton, Alberta, having a feast with some return volunteers, and we're sitting with Helen Woodson. Hi, Helen. Hi. Where did you serve? I served in uh, Kasika in Guinea-Bissau, West Africa, from 2000 to 2002. I was a primary um, teacher trainer for a rural education project. At that time, it was called PRODEC. And um, it was under the auspice of SNB, the Netherlands uh, Development Organization. Okay. And um, so I lived in a, in a small village of, I don't know, it didn't have a store. It, um, we had a well. Um, we did have a generator, but it only got turned on when guests from the city came. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we, um, we had transportation twice a week public transportation and a phone was about a two or three hour drive away. Um, wow. That's changed. I continued to go back and have contact and I was back there last summer and cell phones have now made it to the south where I lived mm -hmm. and um, so you know my first time to use a cell phone was actually in Guinea-Bissau in 2005 when I was back and they had just come in into the city so that was my first, first use of cell phones was over there which is kind of ironic. Mm -hmm. um, the, um, the villages in that area, each um, built, a, they, they built schools, and uh, SND, through PRODEC, would um, pay for the uh, cement, <coughs> and then the people would you know, make the, block, the bricks and uh, do the labor. And uh, then they would select someone from their community who had some schooling. Um, some had more than others. Some, I think, were as low as as little as grade five or six, and then some maybe had grade nine. And um, I just um, gave them some basics in um, in teacher in teaching too. And I focused mainly on uh, grade one and grade two because um, most students didn't make it much further. That was sort of their heaviest enrollment was there. And um, I traveled um, on a bicycle. And I, I worked with another organization, and I had to cross a river, and I would ride about, oh, I don't know, about 30-some kilometers. Um, and in that time, I met um, a missionary who lived in another village, and he would be my sort of my staging whenever I had to cross the river. So I'd ride to his place and stay overnight. And, and that was a tidal river, so you had to wait for the tides to come up. And then you'd go across the river with the tides. And, um, and so anyways... Um, and I got to cross another river because we had another school in an island, and I went in a dugout canoe um, because that's what they used over there. And um, let's see what else. <laughs> the, the teachers really tried hard. We, um, you know, there was it was hard uh, uh, for them. One of our crises was we ran out of chalk, <laughs> and <laughs> so. <laughs> I went to town and we had, we had uh, met some people from the Department of Education. Uh, we actually had quite a few sort of important people in the country come because, um, I guess because it was a, this little project and so we, and we, so anyways through that I met some important people and so I went to him and I said, we have no job and he took me to the um, Department of Education and um, we got a box of chalk and it turned out what the problem was is that our sort of central supply people who were across a river and about, I don't know, three or four hour drive away, um, if you went along the roads, um, they had lost the use of their vehicle. So they had no way to bring the chalk down from 
the main <laughs> city. So, um, anyways, we got chalk. Um, yeah. So it was. Uh, we had all kinds of little adventures. I uh, I went to the funerals in the village. I our cook got married, so I was you know invited to her wedding in the village and. Um, I would ride on the, the Kondonga, it's the local public transportation, and when it came, if I went to town, it went, your length of time would be anywhere from 8 to 11 hours, and it was mostly in the back. The Kondongas, well, they varied. When I first went there, they had a nice little, kind of like a little half time, and um, then that wasn't profitable, or the roads were too bad for it, so then the big, you know, the big three, two-ton trucks, you know, and you got in the back with the benches and the, <laughs> the goats and the chickens and the fish, right? Uh, that was kind of the norm. And then right near the end, they had these old Mercedes vans. And we were really excited to get on this van because it's kind of a step up. But it was it was actually a step down because there must have been holes in it. It was just so dusty. There were holes in the floor. All the dust from the roads would come up. So, uh, yeah. Um, and, and the VSO, the other volunteers who were there, they all worked throughout the country, but it's a small country, so if you went to town, you're pretty sure that someone would be around. And um, so it was really great support. Yeah. And um, the people there, um, I really enjoyed them. They uh, were really kind to me. When I think of, you know, the, um, I had to learn another language because it's a Portuguese colony. So I had to learn to read in, I, I could read and write somewhat. I can read Portuguese much better than I can write. It takes me a while. But I had to speak the uh, national language, which was Creole. And uh, they're very patient with me because I was, uh, I don't have great language skills and it really t I really had to work to try to learn the language. And so they would laugh, the teachers I was working with, I spoke in Creole rather than Portuguese. They would laugh and they, the first time they would hear me they'd say, oh, they'd say to others, oh it takes about a day or two and then you'll understand everything she says <laughs> because um, I think I kept the English syntax to the language, of course, learning their language, right? And uh, so I would say things backwards for them. Say, say something to us in Creole. Um, um, Kekiten. What just means, mean? what's up? <laughs> 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 so um, I'm trying to uh, keep the language up, but it's really difficult. Um, when I go over there, I speak but I'm real nervous. Uh, last year when I was uh, there, I was visiting in, my, in the village, and my missionary friend, I had borrowed his bicycle, and uh, it was rode the 14 kilometers, and I said, it's okay, I'll ride home, it doesn't matter. But he was, uh, I, st I spent uh, just a night there, so a couple days I was gonna spend, and um, he phones, and on the cell phone, he's only talked in Creole, and so the people said, well, uh, you know, who was that? And I said, well, I think it's Alberto. I, I think he's picking me up, but I'm not really sure, <laughs> because it's really hard on the telephone in another language, right, that you're not good at. It's really yeah. difficult. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so um, I have great memories, and I keep in contact, and when I retire, I might, who knows, I might go back. I really enjoyed the people in, um, in, that, in that, my village, and it's very kind to me because I'm sure I made lots of mistakes, you know, I'm sure, I know I did. Mm -hmm. Anyways, you know, socially, and, but they were very kind. Well, so. from all of us at QSO VSO, thank you for your service in Guinea-Bissau. Thank you all. You know, the thing that uh, 